Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. A little bit of housekeeping before we kick off. While we continue to cover events in Israel-Palestine and particularly with Voices in Gaza, we have continued to put out other podcasts on the Tortoise Shack feed for you, dear members. And that means if you refresh your Tortoise Shack feed right now, there are podcasts with Green Party Councillor and former Lord Mayor of Dublin, Hazel Chew, on Irish politics, local elections and some more world events. And a great conversation with UCC senior lecturer Sharon Lambert on the outputs and her verdict on the results of the Citizens' Assembly for Drugs. They're available right now on patreon.com forward slash tortoiseek. If you are not a member, I'd really love you to join us. It's the only way we keep these mics on, the lights on and the bills paid. The few quid you give us carves out the space we need to continue to have the conversations like the one you're about to listen to. We have no ads, we have no sponsors, I'm not going to do a live read to recommend some Sky show to you, nor am I going to pretend that I want you to watch Premier League football. We have none of that nonsense, and because we don't, we don't have to bow to corporate interests or editorial control. But the only way we can keep that independence is if you chip it in and pay it forward and keep it free for everyone. So one more time, please join us on patreon.com forward slash tortoise I'm shutting up now. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Reboot Republic, the podcast that goes behind the headlines and looks at the big issues in this republic of inequality. We are the podcast of solutions and the podcast of hope, and I'm your host, Rory Hearn. Today's a podcast, another crossover with the Echo Chamber with Tony Groves. We are covering the absolute catastrophe in Gaza, in Palestine. We have joining us today Youssef Al-Jamal, who has been on Echo Chamber before and has written an article in Politics Today, which I really, really encourage listeners to read. And the headline is, I've lost nine family members in Gaza. Stop the death march now. Youssef, thank you so much for joining us today on Reboot Republic and Echo Chamber. Maybe you could just start by outlining and telling us what is what did happen to your family and what is the situation. Thank you for having me. So... Um, since October 7, Israel has been has been bombing Gaza nonstop. Um, this time it's different than any other escalation because Israel is leveling entire neighborhoods to the ground. They're using a massive amount of weapons uh, and bombs to destroy everything in Gaza. They're asking 1.1 million Palestinians to evacuate the southern, uh, the northern part of Gaza and move to the south. This never happened before. Um, now, for the past two days, we have an average of uh, 700 to 600 Palestinians killed. Um, the total number, I, I lost count. I cannot tell you how many people were, were killed because it's increasing every minute. Uh, I think the um, most recent update was uh, around 7,000 Palestinians killed in Gaza, uh, including more than 2,000 um, children. Uh, my family, uh, this is, you know, the story of every single family in Gaza today. I look at my um, social media timeline and I see friends posting about their families completely erased from the civil records. So my family is one of these families. We lost nine family members after Israel bombed 
my father's cousin's house, um, killing um, killing him and his wife and three um, of his children, as well as uh, uh, four of his grandchildren. Uh, total of nine people were killed uh, in the bombing, and many others were injured. And you know, everyone in 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 the house. It's a big house. Um, with uh, multiple apartments, they were uh, forced to leave. So they're now uh, displaced, living with other family members from my extended family. Um, you know, every time I look at uh, social media, as I said, I see uh, many friends posting about losing their entire families. Uh, my friend Ahmed Al Nauk lost 23 members of his family. Uh, two days ago, including his his father and siblings and nephews and nieces, uh, what is happening in today today in Gaza is unprecedented. And uh, Israel is bombing hospitals, as we've seen, uh, bakeries, even in the south. Uh, my family still lives in the south, and uh, all these, you know, um, Killings I reported just now uh, happened in the south, so there is no safe place in Gaza. They're bombing shopping centers, and two days ago they bombed Abu Dalal shopping center in my refugee camp, and they killed twelve people. Um, yesterday they bombed uh, the uh, homes of uh, Awad and Dahdouh family in my refugee camp, too, killing the wife, son, and daughter of Al uh, Jazeera reporter Wael al-Dahdouh. Uh, they're also bombing bakeries. Um, there is a trend of uh, bombing houses without warning now. So this is this is the reality on the ground in Gaza. Yeah. Listen, Yusuf, I just want to express, you know, my sympathies, and I know everyone who's listening to you um, and, and to your family, you know, that it's just, it must be just, you must be in shock, absolute shock. and. And it's trauma and upset, and I just really want to say that that our sympathies are with you, and um, just to express that. Thank you, um, Yusuf. I've, yeah, I've, so... I've, I've, can I ask you? We've now seen. I think it's now tw- well officially. It's about twenty-three journalists are dead as well. And you mentioned. I can't even bring myself to watch the videos that that I've seen of of of. Uh, I I posted the most sensitive one of the of the poor news anchor in Al Jazeera crying, trying to report the death of the family of his colleagues. Um, so what we've seen is within Gaza is the reporting on the ground is so dangerous that there's not many people actually getting the information out now. Have you? Uh, yes. Is this this is not new, but it is new as in it's so much more. Like it's. We've seen the murder of Shireen al-Akbar. We know that happened. We know that, that, you know, and they denied, denied. But now, you know, we're seeing Rushdie dead. We're seeing Yusuf dead. We're seeing, you know, all of these journalists have been, their voices taken away. Is this, is this something that makes you think that maybe they are trying to stop these voices getting out to the world? Yes, it's very intentional. They're bombing uh, houses belonging to journalists. Uh, in an attempt to silence them. Wa'ali Dahdouh is one of them. Rojdi Sarraj is, is one of them. They're also bombing the houses of doctors. Uh, many doctors in Gaza lost their lives along with their families uh, because they refused to evacuate hospitals. They decided to stand by their patients until 
the last minute and Israel is punishing them. So there, there are no you know, red lines for Israel. They're bombing everywhere. They're bombing bakeries, hospitals, honorable schools, um, bombing people who they asked to evacuate the northern part of Gaza and Gaza City to the, to the south. Uh, you know, bombing is unprecedented. The amount of bombs that fell on Gaza, um, I read some statistics uh, up until two days ago, 12,000 tons of bombs were thrown uh, on Gaza uh, in two weeks. So this is, you know, the reality and uh, they're not sparing anyone and anyone is, is now ready somehow in Gaza that they will be the next target. Uh, and Yusuf, you know, you're a researcher, you, you know, work in a university, you, you know, understand politics and history when we look at what's happening now this is something of historical significance what is going on right now and we'll have historical ramifications that i don't understand how the west can somehow let israel do this and think that it's not going to have consequences that you know israel, you, israel is the spoiled child of the west this is the monster the west created in the middle east we have to look at the issue from the lens of settler colonialism which people in ireland can relate to yeah um what we have today is a continuation of what israel started in 1948 when it was established on the ruins of palestinian villages when my grad great grandparents were forced to leave their town and become refugees in Gaza. 70% of people in Gaza are refugees. Israel made them refugees after forcing them to flee in 1948. This, this is the context. And, uh, you know, the West sees itself in Israel today. It's a reminder of its history. If we look at many Western countries, they, they, they're post-settler colonial societies, and they relate to, to Israel. They did it first. They, you know, they uh, got rid of the native population. And this is what Israel doing today in Gaza is a continuation of Nakba, of the catastrophe that befell the Palestinian people in 1948. Um, in 1948, they were circling villages and pushing people out at gunpoint, killing them, poisoning water wells. Israel is carrying water supplies to Gaza today. This is similar to what happened in 1948 and asking them to leave towards the south. That became the Gaza Strip where overnight 200,000 Palestinian refugees ended up in, in Gaza, tripling the uh, you know population there from 100,000 to 300,000 in two, three months in 1948. And now the population of Gaza is 2.3 million. They want to get rid of Palestinians. They know that 70% of these people are refugees. Many of them literally live a mile away from what used to be their towns and villages. Uh, which are now inhabited by Israeli settlers. So this is the reality. Israel is trying to push Palestinians. They they had plans and projects in the past, in 1967, in 1970, in 1969, 1982, to push Palestinians out of Gaza. They always so this is a continuation of of, of Nakba. Of uh, we always talked about the concept of 
ongoing Nakba. Nakba never ended in Palestine. It only started in 1960, in 1947, 1948, uh, even before this escalation. We were living a slow death in Gaza. Patients were losing their lives, uh, including my sister, because Israel wouldn't give them a permit. Israel controls Gaza from inside, from outside. The, Israel imposes a blockade on Gaza for 16 years now. Um, patients are losing their lives. Students are losing their scholarships. We're not allowed to live a normal life. They even, they said, they describe Palestinians as human beasts, human animals. They even do not treat Palestinians as animals. When you cage an animal, you provide them with food and water. Israel cut off water, internet, fuel, um, supplies from Gaza. And this is the reality today. It's, it's ethnic cleansing. It's genocide. What's happening to the Palestinian people? And Yusuf, what, what is your call, ask to the Irish government to do to Western governments to do? Just stop the genocide and apply international law. It's not very complicated. Israel has no right to murder children and women in Gaza and level Gaza to the ground. This is not self-defense. And they also should recognize Palestinians' right to, to self-determination and self-defense. No one is talking about that. As if Palestinians live, live above occupation, not under it. Palestinians are the victims. They do not have this a say in this. They live under occupation. This life of misery and destruction has been imposed on them um, for, for many years, for decades. It did not start on October 7. And it yeah. will not stop after this escalation as long as the rights of Palestinian people are not recognized as well as soon as uh, long as um, equal rights are not given to everyone this will continue yeah and, and and that is the thing that you know I've, I've seen some pretty and I'm sure you, you've you've seen them as well um terrifying and obviously what is going on is, is horrific and and is beyond anything that is acceptable morally ethically you know what israel is doing right now um is war crimes it is as you say you know genocide and it has to be stopped but even more terrifying is the you know word and you see it from these think tanks and people related to israel who are saying that their plan is to essentially wipe out Gaza, that this is this is their long-term plan, I mean, or not long-term now. This has always been their plan. If we look at history, I just uh, wrote an article that will be published soon on Israel's plans to depopulate Gaza. This is not the first time. In 1953, there was a plan by the UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees to purchase land for Palestinian refugees in, in northern Sinai, and it failed because people went to the streets in large number to protest it. There was also a plan in 1967. Israel said, what, what do we do with the 400,000 Palestinian refugees at the time? They wanted to get rid of them, and it didn't work. In 1969, too, there was a secret plan introduced by Israel's, um, uh, I think at the time, Prime Minister Moshe Dayan, uh, to send uh, uh, 10,000 young people on a one-way ticket to uh, South and Central America, uh, promising them jobs and uh, sending them to uh, uh, Paraguay 
so they they told them you 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 will go to Brazil, and then they found themselves in Paraguay, and that this plan also failed um, because it was uh, uh, you know uh, some people who were deceived went to the Israeli um, embassy there, and uh, there was a shooting, and it was in the media. Um, and, and it failed too. So Israel has always planned to push Palestinians out of Gaza. Gaza is their concentration camp full of refugees. And they don't want these refugees because they know too well that these refugees will, will return back right. when they... Can I make a point, Yusuf? I think it's really important we stress this. Israel could not do this without the support of the West. It Without the $4 billion a year it gets in US military aid, without the the vetoes that happen in the UN every time there's any sort of sanction put on Israel. We've gone to the point now where we can't even say call for a ceasefire. You have to call for a humanitarian pause. The language has been dominated. Never mind the people. We can't even use language like ceasefire. We have to say bullshit terms like humanitarian pause now. Um, So, you know, Israel may well be doing a grand plan parts of the, the the zionist regime may be doing this that is not the jewish people that is not that is the that is the zionist plan as you put it but there's also a problem whereby the west has allowed this to happen because they have their policeman in the middle east of course you know israel wouldn't be able to do this without having a political economic and um, diplomatic cover and uh, they got the uh, us veto ready any time um when whenever there is a resolution condemning israel um and they have the you know military economic and political support of of, of the west um we haven't seen western leaders flying to palestine and gaza when israel um killed uh, 2200 palestinians in 2014 we haven't seen them going to Palestine and Gaza when Israel killed 1,500 Palestinians 2008-2009. Um, you know, these double standards, um, it's sad that Israel got this support, which enables it to um, uh, cause more damage and suffering to the Palestinian people. But it's also very um, telling the double standards of the West and how they speak when it comes to Ukraine and how they speak when it comes to Palestine. Um, you know, they condemned cutting uh, water supplies to, to Ukraine, but they, they're not doing this in, in Palestine. They're providing weapons, and they're sending 100 million, the U.S. is sending 100 million um, dollars in humanitarian aid to Gaza while approving 2 billion in military aid um, that Israel is using now. 10, 10 billion, Gaza. 10 billion. I mean, initially, after 24 yeah. hours, there were 2 billion and there are more plans now to send more. Can I say one one thing, and like this is not to make light of it. There is reports out of the US now that they're saying all of that aid for Israel will be contingent on not one more brick laid in new in illegal settlements. There is that that is that is it's not confirmed but there is the, the chance that maybe they're using I I see you you're not agreeing with me. I'm just sell, telling you the reports that I'm hearing. I am watching this as closely as I can, but I don't Israel just approved a settlement plan in in Jerusalem that was halted for a while using making use of the escalation and the um you know, the uh, uproar where everyone is busy watching what's happening in Gaza. They're expanding settlements now in, in, in the West Bank. Israeli settlers are attacking Palestinians in the West Bank. Uh, 
shooting them, killing them. Uh, 103 Palestinians in the West Bank have been killed since October 7. Um, so the um, situation in, in the West Bank is getting worse and settlements are getting bigger and bigger. Um, the U.S., uh, there was only one time just two weeks before Obama left office that the U.S. condemned Israeli settlements in, in the West Bank. Uh, other than that, that all, including under Obama, all American administrations, um, in a way, gave Israel the green light to continue settlement expansion. They're just using it to justify, you know, and giving a huge amount of military aid to, to Israel. And Yusuf, it, it's something we had just talked about briefly before you um, came on was about, I was explaining that, you know, I do research and, and work and campaigning around housing and homelessness and I can't but be struck, and it actually someone did put up um, a post there yesterday. I think it was um, forty. I can't remember the exact. It was Democracy Now put it up. It, it might have been forty-two percent of homes destroyed in um, Gaza since yeah. the bombing started. That this, yeah. dis- and I've seen these images of this, the destruction of people's homes, and you know the lives lost are just you know, just such trauma, but the destruction of homes and displacement is trauma as well. Yes, so 24% of houses have 24%, been yeah. in Gaza so far. I mean, this was a few days ago, and if Israel continues bombing Gaza the way it does now, in two weeks probably we will get to 40% and 42%. So this is happening, and I think it will happen. They're now focusing on... Um, the uh, northern part of Gaza in terms of destruction, like destroying entire neighborhoods, but also now in the south. So the northern part in Gaza City, they started there and then they're moving to the south. In Khan Yunus yesterday, they uh, destroyed Block G, an entire block of multiple houses of people, of displaced Palestinians. This is in the south, what they call safe zone. Them, killing a lot of people are still stuck under the rubble. One thousand five hundred people are under the rubble in Gaza. They, you know, civil defense uh, teams, which were also targeted, paramedics were were targeted, uh, killing dozens of them, um, and are unable to get them out. They hear them screaming, but they do not have the equipment to get them out. Um, so. Israel, you know, Palestinian houses mean a lot to people. It's not about, you know, bricks, walls. These are memories of 40 years, of 50 years, of 70 years, of, you know, multiple generations living in that house. They come in a second. Like, it takes Palestinians 20 years, 30 years, 40 years to save money to build that house. And all the memories in it, the connections. In one second, they come and destroy it. So this is collective punishment. And now they're destroying multiple residential buildings, high rises. At the same time, Zahra City was leveled to the ground. 20 high rises were leveled to the ground in one night. They're doing this in Gaza City, in the north, in the south too. Um, The purpose is very clear so that people cannot come back again. And Because where will they live if their house is destroyed? So Israel is very clear about it. They want to depopulate Gaza. Yeah. 
And, and I was just looking up there because some people are critical of the use of the term genocide, Tony and Youssef. And I don't know if you've, you've had much discussions about this, but I have had, you know, some people saying you can't use that term for what is going on. But if you look up, you know, what is the definition of genocide? It's the deliberate killing of a large number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group, the aim of destroying that nation or group. This is what, what's happening in Gaza, cutting water, fuel, internet, electricity supplies, leveling entire neighborhoods to the ground, targeting hospitals, bakeries, clinics, schools, even targeting people fleeing as per Israel's instructions from the north in Gaza City to the south. 70 people were, were killed um, when Israel asked people to f- flee. A lot of people who get killed actually in the south are displaced people from the north in Gaza City. And, um, and just, just, just to be, make very clear on this, Rory, what you've said, just to be very clear for listeners, the don't take our word for it. Take the Israeli uh, defense minister's word for it when he said, emphasis is on damage, not accuracy. That was their words, Rory. That's not, that's not you know, um, bombing to a point where we're always hitting, uh, you know, Hamas targets. That's actually, what, that, that's their, their own words. That's what they well, well, their, their argument, their argument, and maybe Yusuf, you could, you know, come in on this in terms of, is that, well, these are all, their argument is they, these are all human shields. That's their argument. And, and we, you know, it's, what is your response to that? Because that's what they're saying, that this is. You know, um, 70% of people in Gaza are refugees. They're not human shields. They're refugees who were made refugees by Israel when Israel was crea- created. Israel wants to start its narrative and its story from second. We have to go back to first, to 1948. Um Israel denied these people the right to return. There is a UN resolution that calls for their return. They have denied, yes, 194. They have denied uh, Palestinian refugees, including my family, their right to return, while they give Israeli Jews who are born outside Palestine the right to return. There is a law called the law of return that allows Israeli Jews, I mean, that allow um, Jews anywhere in the world to become Israeli citizens, even though they're not in... uh, they're not born in Palestine and they have no connection to Palestine. Um, so this is a continuation of the ethnic cleansing that started in 1948. I'm not going to get into counter arguments because this is what they their plan is. I have to present my narrative here. Um, my narrative is that I have a refugee family in Gaza. The Gaza is not our home. Gaza is our refugee camp, our concentration camp, and now our extermination camp. What's happening in, in, in Palestine is a genocide. Um, killing people, killing children, bombing uh, houses uh, on, on the heads of people without warning. Uh, killing, you know, paramedics, doctors, punishing their families, bombing them because they leave, they refuse to leave their, their uh, hospitals. Bombing the families of journalists because they're covering what's happening to Palestinians in Gaza is genocide. Uh, bombing, fleeing families. Uh, from the northern Gaza city to the south is is genocide. Um, targeting Gaza with hundreds of uh, very destructive airstrikes, random shelling uh, every night is a genocide. What defines genocide to me if this is not genocide? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think that, you know, again, 
I know the people of Ireland and we marched, we had a protest last weekend of solidarity and, and myself and Tony and others, I know listeners were there trying to express and we're expressing our opposition to what Western governments are doing in supporting Israel and, and expressing and calling for a ceasefire, calling for uh, peace and for the, the bombing to be stopped and you know, all we can do is, is send our solidarity and support and try and, you know, through these podcasts and, and through, you know, the social media, just keep highlighting it that this is wrong and that it has to stop I, as soon as possible. Tony, sorry, yeah, Yusuf, no, you no, want to come in? And, sorry, Tony. I, I want to ask um, one thing. It's And Yusuf, it's, we keep coming back to the idea now of a ground invasion, the incursion, as they keep referring to it. Um, I spoke recently again to uh, Dr. Rifa Alariri. And, and sorry, just say, Tony... It appears to have happened last night. I think there was some incursion happened. Yes, they're reporting the, 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 that the, tanks the, went in. But my but my fear, Rory, is and uh, we laughed a, f- a few days ago, and we did. We laughed when the Israeli um, former president showed a picture with Al Qaeda chemical weapons, and you know that there, it was like a laminated page in English, by the way, to say that that the Hamas fighters had this page that said they were going to make chemical weapons. But it was Dr. Alarir who pointed out to me, said this is very dangerous because they could then go in to attack the Hamas tunnels and use chemical weapons and say that this was the this was actually their own problems they they had the, they had these underground and the, it blew up and killed these people um, the pamphlet the pamphlet they showed to um, journalists was actually uh, an taken e-book. from yeah like it's online and um, it has nothing to do with, with Gaza we've seen multiple uh, propaganda stories about uh, by Israel to gain the empathy and probably to pave the way for ground invasion, um, and they they but, but, but does that not but does that not terrify you that they're using that? Yes, I mean I, there was a report by Middle East Eye today um, saying that Israel's plan is to keep bombing Gaza until there is so much destruction, and then get to um, a point where there are like multiple tunnels and then use chemical gas um, against uh, Hamas there. So this could be their plan. Yesterday there was a ground maneuver where dozen Israeli uh, tanks entered Gaza, but it was still like in open fields and only 200 meters uh, west of the uh, fence with Israel. Uh, eventually I think Israel will launch a ground invasion into Gaza and they will cause more destruction but they will understand too that Gaza is not easy and uh, Hamas is well prepared there and they will suffer more losses Uh, so I think it's going to be limited and calculated just to win um, victory image for, for the Israeli public who will bring Netanyahu and his government accountable soon after the war ends because of the uh, huge failure uh, of this government in anticipating the um, October 7 attack by Hamas. And, and Yusuf, just to, to finish, when is this war going to end? We, we don't know. Uh, we're praying that it ends now, but we're not very uh, optimistic this time. I'm very pessim- pessimistic um, because Israel feels like they got the green light and they will continue bombing Gaza and getting into Gaza, sending ground troops. Um, 
I, I don't know when this most right-wing government in Israel's history will feel like they had enough Palestinian blood. I, I'm not sure. Um, but for sure the war will continue for, for weeks. Youssef, listen, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and just again, express our sympathies with you. And I know you must be exhausted. And, you know, yeah, just listen, thank you. Thank you for giving your time. I, I have I have two quick points that I need to make. Um, Irish media listening to this, I know you're listening to this. Please, please, please bring on Palestinian voices. I'm... I'm really begging you. I've I've asked you. I've I've contacted your editors. I'm I'm fed up of of hearing um from one side only. There's too many journalists that are safe in Tel Aviv talking about things that aren't happening in Gaza, and that's quite worrying. And then the second thing is I want to finish on actually use of your own words. Israel's military might will not bring it peace. Treating Palestinians as equal human beings with full dignity will bring it peace. We'll leave it there, folks. Thanks very much, Yusuf, and we really appreciate your time again. And just to call out the Ireland-Palestine solidarity campaign, there will be events again this weekend across Ireland in Dublin at one o'clock at Spire. So please, if you can, come out and show your support. Talk to you soon, folks. Take care. Bye-bye.